All right, welcome to another edition, a September edition of the Whole Treason Happy Hour. Mike Gandolfo here with Louis Rebeau and uh, Dennis Trusty, who Let's I would go. just call Trusty. Uh, <laughs> Trusty Picks, if you're familiar, handicapper extraordinaire, uh, live from the Pacific Classic of his bedroom. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It's so close you can see the beach, Louis. That's, That's why right. I He's got the sunglasses on. on. Yeah. So. I love it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of September, would you consider today who do you consider September 1st the first day of fall? Does fall begin after Labor Day weekend, or do you wait all the way until that September 21st equinox? Oh, uh, I'm an equinox man. Oh, you're an equinox guy, okay. I'm an equinox man, yes. The only thing I don't reason I don't like that is because that means like winter doesn't start until like right before Christmas, and that's kind of how I feel about it. I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, you think of Thanksgiving fall? as part of winter? I think of uh. I think September, October, November is fall. December, January, February is winter. Okay. The meteor—that's meteorological seasons <laughs> versus astronomical seasons. Like this is like the kind of great stuff you get on the horse racing happy hour. Uh, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I just know that falls like when the weather's when you wake up and you hear that chill in the air and you can like wear shorts with a sweatshirt and there's college football and the leaves are changing. Like to me, that's the best season. Of the Look, year. It, Saratoga's done this weekend. That's when fall starts essentially. Oh, there, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, that's I like starts. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and speaking of fall, what is your favorite fall treat? Oh, you a pumpkin nope. spice latte guy. I am allergic to pumpkin. Okay. Um, but I do oh. enjoy pumpkin seeds. I can eat those. I can't eat the, the gourd part. Okay. So I'll go pumpkin seeds. You're a pumpkin seeds guy. Do you have I'm a, a salt guy, not a sugar guy. So that's that's where I'm like You're I'll salty? Go, yeah, I'm salty as well. Yeah. Okay. So, um, living the salt life. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh <laughs> Trusty, do you have a favorite fall treat? Uh no, just I mean basically pumpkin, something with that has to be included at okay. some kind of fall. I am not but a pumpkin spice guy, but I love caramel apples. So it's like that's my Oh, uh, those are baller too. Mm, Peanuts yeah. or no? Um, I'm gonna go with no peanuts because okay. my daughter has a peanut allergy. Who, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and of course, now she's we we had the whole thing where we dropped her off. I've had a lot of life happen in the last week. We dropped <laughs> off uh, last Friday. We dropped my daughter off at college. It was a lot more emotional than I anticipated. Like uh, the ride home was uh, a lot of tears and reminiscing. And uh, luckily, I didn't break down in front of her. Uh, you know, I, I made it through. But and then uh, her coach. Who recruited her? Quit on Monday. What? Yeah. Oh. So you're going to coach, or what's happening here? Oh no, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> It'll be good. It'll be <laughs> fine. She's, made, she's made good friends. It'll be fine. So he made he made a family a family decision, and oh, okay. that's, that's good. You know. Um, and then of course, like I, I just appreciate anybody's listening today because it's really today's really the first day of college football that. You know, northwestern Nebraska debacle in Ireland doesn't really count. The this is really when college football starts. So you got college football going on. You got the horse racing happy hour. A lot of people are doing their fantasy drafts. I had my fantasy draft last night. Uh, you know, I'm happy with it. I got Debo, so I'm happy. <laughs> I'm a Niners fan. I get to cheer for my team. I my, that was part of my strategy was to get a couple 49ers. Not enough where like the bye week was going to kill me. But then uh, make sure I didn't get other players from the from the West from the from the NFC West. So, uh, oh, yeah. and and I just also I I to make you happy, Trusty. 
I went ahead and took Mark Ingram with my last pick in the draft. There it is. He was still there. All right. <laughs> and l- listen, he's like he's reliable, right? The, the dude's well, going to catch passes. He's got to play, yeah. Right. Well, and two, if, if they're at the goal line, you know, he can get it in at such yeah. points. So you know, I don't know if I trust Jameis. Yeah, exactly. He they uh, throwing the ball is one thing, and I don't think we have that. <laughs> but um, no, I. I I don't play fantasy football too much. I never really got into it. I like the pick them stuff, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't do with I don't do well with fantasy sports stuff. So, <laughs> Louis, if they asked you to be in the ESPN six eighty league, would so what's funny? It? Uh, no, no, I, I don't enjoy fantasy football. I think it's stupid. <laughs> love it. I think it's completely. I don't. I don't love and, it. I shouldn't say I love it. It just yeah. keeps me interested in the NFL. It makes it fun, more fun to watch. <laughs> I am way in the minority on that. I know that is needless besmirchment, but uh, I am very much in the minority on that. I just I don't enjoy fantasy sports. Sorry. All right. Before we go on, like I, the one football thing I want to announce, uh, talk about right now is that I love the fact that today the backyard brawl is back. West Virginia Pittsburgh is playing right now, which is probably one of the most underrated rivalries out oh, there, thanks. and uh, they haven't played since 2011 when. Uh, when Pitt joined the ACC and then West Virginia went to the Big 12 the next year in 2012. I love that that game is back. Um, it's fantastic for football. I also love that they're playing at week one. So one thing that I think UK and UVO get wrong, I wish Kentucky really and went back to week yep. one. Week one was the best. And uh, But it is what it is. They're, they're back to you know their last game of the season. SEC is going to go to nine nine games here soon, and they might not have that game ever again. I wish Kentucky and Indiana played again because Kentucky could use that W over a Big Ten team. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ted, <laughs> you know, minor league football at its best, baby. Hundred thousand people to watch minor league football. I didn't there know is. until recently that IU has the least, has the worst winning percentage in uh, Power Five, and they are five losses from seven hundred. Like, and no one else is close. There it Kansas. is. It's oh, it's brutal. I love it. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into some racing from last week. We're gonna, uh, uh, Zach. Which race do you have pulled up first? Just so I make sure that I get it. Um, Okay, great. So we're going to start. For some reason, Louie did not put Jackie's Warrior getting upset by That's Cody's true. Wish off the true. show sheet, <laughs> which is which is ridiculous. It's the it's a bigger story than Epicenter. Let's watch it right here. Baby Yoda is fourth. Now they come into the stretch, and Jackie's Warrior is being asked for more here by Joel Rosario. Pipeline is on the outside. It is Pipeline and Jackie's Warrior. And put- Putting in a late run here is Cody's Wish on the outside. Jackie's Warrior tested here today. Cody's Wish on the outside. Cody's Wish with the upset in the Fargo. Cody's Wish from off the pace wins. Great run right there by Cody's Wish. Uh, Jackie's Warrior has really no excuses. You know, uh, I, I was shocked. Way, but if you way. listen to the show, we told you to bet it show, and that's one of the reasons why. Your boy said he's going to be one to nine. He was one to nine. Bet it show. Get your nickel walk away uh that's what ended up hitting cody's wish story though is very cool i don't know if you know the backstory on that but uh with the make a wish uh literally named after cody who uh was the the make a wish kid and uh was a cool picture of him watching that race and and uh hey man grade one's a grade one and if you beat jackie's warrior that's a grade one victory that's sure. grade one grade victory. one of grade one that's right 100 trusty any thoughts on that on jackie's warrior getting upset uh i don't know i i find it that some of these horses can't be 100 percent every time especially the more you run them. And Jackie's Warriors been ran a lot this year compared to a lot of other of his competitors. So, I don't know. I think that he got pace pressure from uh, Pipeline, uh, Chad Brown's horse. I mean, it's no excuse, but uh, I just don't think he was fully 100%. I think they might go on a 
little bit of a break. You know, you got to get a break in there somewhere, I think, and just go right into the Breeders' Cup with him. I wouldn't even run him another race. Just go right in. Yeah, and the way they, they did the if, – if it's anything like two years ago, the way they set up that dirt track for Breeders' Cup at Keeneland, it's a parking lot. He'll love it. So, you know, it's a – he should be a factor in the, in the sprint this year. Yeah, 100% would agree. And I, and I don't think – yeah, they're, they're probably not going to race him again. He's going to go right into that sprint be ready to go. And uh, and, and there it is. So, all right, well, then let's talk about the next biggest story of the day. And Epicenter finally gets That's his such grade a bad one win. By you, by the way. It is not a bad take. Epicenter. That's such a bad take. Jackie's Warrior is much. Epicenter is now three-year-old male of the year, and you're and you're making it out that it's not a big deal. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a big deal. Jackie's Warrior getting beat to me is a bigger deal than Epicenter winning this race. It's favorites lose in Saratoga. That's what happened. That, that happens, and Epicenter won, got the grade win, grade one win. So let's take a look real quick uh, at Epicenter in the Travers. Zach's not ready for us. All right, so um, <laughs> it's okay, Zach. You know, I, Zach actually just ran and hid. I don't even know where he's at. Uh, you all can't see him. I can see him. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where he is. All right, oh. so what, hap <laughs> what happened uh, in the epicenter? I mean, epicenter was fantastic, right? Louis? Are you talking to me? Wait. Either one of you all. Just go. Somebody, oh. somebody say I'll talk. <laughs> somebody say Louis, something. Louis, right. Louis froze, so I don't know. Oh, what's Louis going froze. There. Great. Yeah. And, oh, well, He's back. He's back. Sorry. 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 All right. So I guess I'll go. Um, you know, I, he, he won't impress me like he should have a few times before. Oh, and there's the race. There's the race right here. We can see Epicenter coming around that final turn. Cybernice in control right here. Uh, which there I needed to win. I had I had a lot of my all my bets at Cyberknife winning. Cyberknife is down at the rail and racing in second. Zandon has now moved into third. They pass the eighth pole. It is Epicenter in front, and he is at the top of the three-year-old class. Epicenter won the Jim Dandy, and he backs it up with a very tough nut. All right, so Asmussen loses one, wins one. Loses with Jackie's Warrior, wins one with Epicenter. Uh, Trusty, what were you going to say here about Epicenter's run here? Well, I was just going to say a couple things. Uh, Epicenter looked impressive. He won like he should have won a couple times before. Uh, the other thing is, I think the ride by Giroux on Cyberknife was perfect because yes. if he, he, he was going to run second no matter what. So he just went out there and went for it, and I don't blame him for that. And lastly, being one of the few people that actually did have Rich Strike actually in the Derby. So you did? Yes, yeah, I did. It cost me a lot. Injury, but legitimately, or did you just like have him just because? Hey, I'm gonna take a shot on the fifty on the eighty-one shot. No, I bet him at Turfway, so I was like, you know, I'll come back and bet him again. Okay. All right. So I, I might be one of the few that actually bet him at Turfway too. But uh, <laughs> that sounds right. So, so uh, I bet him at Belterra. It was awesome. But I do think that he kind of verified that the derby wasn't really as fluky as a lot of people said and i was actually just glad that he ran a decent race and just yeah didn't completely suck because i was prepared for him to suck <laughs> i'm, I'm interested you know once they get into his four-year-old campaign if they run him and they should yeah if they're if they're Why willing to you them, right um uh i don't know if they get an offer or whatever for breeding i don't know they're but not getting that I, I agree with you but um you know, he could become a mile and a half specialist. That horse loves to run. He's—he's mm -hmm. he's a. I don't want to call him a plotter because he does—he does well at the ends of races. But 
you know, he's a plotter. <laughs> so if they can get him in that mile and a half kind of class, I think that he could actually pick off some of those races. He could turn into a lone rock type and have a derby on his resume. I mean, that's that's the kind of horse he could turn out to be, and I hope they run him. Epicenter with the slowest Equibase speed figure in the last three years. And we'll just, uh, I just, I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm not sure how good this three-year-old class is. So There it is. Go. Mike never likes the three-year-old class, so there That's, you go. It's true. Probably true. Yeah, okay. true. <laughs> <laughs> um, You love the three-year-old Philly class. And you all right. The, three-year-old Colt the class. race that I called it, <laughs> you know, we had Goofo. Oh, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go Latresca and Malathat. Okay, we'll do that. The That's fine. Here's Malathat winning the personal inside. In and three, Challenged here on the outside by search results, search results, and Latruska. Search results with a narrow lead, Latruska. And on the outside, here is Malathot as they come down for the 16th pole. It is search results, challenged here by Malathot on the outside. Malathot grabs the lead in deep stretch, and Malathot has won the personal ensign stakes. Search results was second. Latruska faded the third. So, two really important things happened this week. As far as the Breeders' Cup is concerned, oh, I'm that distaff say. class is unpredictable, and it is going to be a very unpredictable race at Keeneland. Second thing that happened is they've announced that Bayid is not going to run in the Breeders' Cup, and he's the best turf horse going right now. He would have been probably the easiest single in the history of the turf, um, more than bricks and mortar. Wow! At the Breeders' Cup, and he's he's going to run in the Arc, and then he's done. And I don't blame him. Whatever, I get it. I understand the scheduling and, and all that stuff. That's fine, but. That opened up that sequence in a, an unbelievable way because the distaff now is, is if not an all race, you're going to have to play four or five. No, it, it, it's, it, it, I was and actually looking at that, Louis. Is, the, turf, the turf is now, it's without Bayid and it is wide open because Bufo's going to look really good in this race coming up here. And he's the kind not, of horse that picks off, he's the kind of horse that picks off mile and a half races. He, he just is. So it's those two, ra- those two races got really interesting this week for very different reasons. I looked at the uh, that distaff field though earlier today, like the contenders, and every single one of those you could make a case could win that race yeah. that, that was in that field. There's no question, and you, we always talk about how it's always one of the best races, but this might be one of the best distaffs of recent history. And yep. I thought what you're going to say is that this was your favorite that you were against on the green sheet, uh, and you were three for three, <laughs> baby. You were your favorite, uh, the most likely winner, the favorite you were against, and then you hit your uh, you hit your sequence. You know, luckily you didn't have the Jackie's Warrior race in there. <laughs> You're darn right. <laughs> so, because you had to pick four, not to pick five. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. So, that was it. Louis, Louis getting it done. And we we talked about Mouth that last week about, hey, you know, that this was the horse yep. that you couldn't leave off your ticket. And was prop, was Mouth at the fifth choice in this race? Fourth. Fourth. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the cool part about the, the pick four sequence was that the two obvious favorites, Jack Christopher and Epicenter, come in. Gufo's the, the pretty obvious second or third favorite in that race. And then Malathat comes in as the fourth favorite. So even in a very, essentially a double, if you think about it that way, it's still paid like three and a half to one. So that's that's a pretty good pay on the pick for there. Yeah, I mean, uh, what did you think about Malathat's run here? I mean, or that or that distaff class, Trusty? Uh, it's just like you all said, it's just wide open. I don't really have any faith in anybody. Uh, <laughs> I think that's well, has sucked the past two races and – can I see her coming back winning? Sure. I mean, course, right? it's just – and she's not even my pick. It's just this is just how bad they are. I mean – You think they're bad? You yeah. think the Phillies are bad? Okay. Well, hold on. <laughs> well, I guess what I'm trying to say is the class drop-off from the males 
to the females this year. Like the males are stars, and you know who they are. It's obvious. Oh, I'm I'm totally on the opposite of this. I agree, with Dennis. You don't think this female class is a good class? I think it's a good class, but I think we have an oh. exceptional dirt male class for the first time in a while. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I like, agree with Olympia that. Olympia might be that. the third or fourth best horse, and that horse is just picking races off, has one off, one off night. He comes back, he's 2-1 to one on Saturday in the Gold Cup. I mean, no, this is a loaded field. I mean, just okay. an absolutely loaded field for both got, races. That's why yeah. That's why this is a great sequence when, come Breeders' Cup time. But yeah. Nest, She Dares the Devil, Malfat, Secret Oath, Clarier, Blue Stripe, and Latruska are your seven contenders right now for that distaff. Uh, I mean, that's class. I don't know. So, uh, do you have Zenyatta in there? No. I mean, maybe that's... No, but we're talking about, like, if Flightline, especially if he does something tomorrow on Saturday, we'll talk about that with Dennis when we get there. But, like, you're when you're, like, fourth best horse in the, in the, the older dirt males is, like, Country Grammar, who's a grade one winner and is going to show up, I think, on Saturday in a serious way. Um, you know, Olympiad, et cetera, et cetera. It's a really impressive group going into class this year. Well, we also just don't even know how that those horses are going to disperse amongst the classic and the mile, you know, because most of them could go on either one, you know. The mile and the classic are going to be really good. Um, okay. Two-turn mile at Keeneland, too. So yeah. that's going to be attractive to some of these guys, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but that's another reason why this flight line race, to me, is so important. Right, I mean, because he won the Met Mile, but that's a one-turn mile, and so now we're—he's got to go two oh, turns the first time. Look, this is this is the most important two-turn debut in the Pacific Classic in recent memory. I mean, not even close. Yeah, because usually not... horses don't make their freaking debut over two turns at a Grade One. I mean, it's of this level, they just don't. So, yeah, absolutely. all right, uh, let's see what race we Zach's got pull up next. He's keeping me on my toes today. Let's see. <laughs> I can't even read that; it's so blurry. Move on the outside, Sword Channel Dave. Maker. Okay, here's Goofo. Drops out of it. Passed there by Adamo and Rock Emperor. And now the field is in the stretch in the Resorts World Casino Sword Dancer. And here is Mira Mission now to take over from Tribuvin. Gufo is putting in a late run. On the outside is Soldier Rising. Here comes Gufo up to challenge Mira Mission for the lead. And Gufo has got it. Gufo by a half length. Mira Mission was second. All Soldier. Gufo does is win mile and a half races. We said it last week. Uh, we pointed this one out, you know, how important it was that this is a specialist distance for Gufo. It doesn't, if it's a mile in, uh, you know, oh, three, they race or, a mile and a quarter, he finished yeah. the seventh. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Mile and three eighths. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. a mile and a half. Gufo gets it done. Yeah. I, you know, I had Tribuvent and I had Gufo, but I didn't have the other two there. And man, I was sweating that. Finish. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt really good. If I got through that one. You know, I got Epicenter, I got Cyberknife, I feel good in the last there. And so, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was down to the wire. Gufo's a cool horse, man. Won a bunch of money. Uh, he'll probably go to stud this year. But uh, but that's another one, I, I think, in that in that British Cup turf, because Bayi isn't making the trip, man, it, it, it sets up a really cool race. And frankly, there's a bunch of horses that finish right behind him that, that are going to be a problem, too. So, I mean, the trip events of the world, the, um, I'm trying to think who else is in that field. No, that, feels, but, that feels loaded, too, for yeah, sure. That, that's a loaded that's a loaded class, which is fun. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Better, better turf racing in North America right now than usual, um, because usually we don't have horses that long. So yeah, or we have a bricks and mortar and no one else. Right, that's exactly right. right. Yeah. Trusty, um, I'm gonna slightly kind of disagree and look at it as a different way. I kind of, I know Goofon obviously needs distance. I think he also needs Saratoga a little bit. Mm, okay. I think it's a horse for course that, you know. He's done really well three times he's ran there, so I, I'm not going to say that he doesn't need 
the distance as well as he needs a little bit of Saratoga. I think it's a little bit of both, but he's definitely kind of impressive enough to say he's got a shot in the, you know, the turf in the Breeders' Cup. And I honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if the ten uh, mirrors mission. Yeah, that's that was a pretty strong run out of that horse as well. Yep, that's the kind of horse fills out a trifecta superfecta at the Breeders' Cup, and suddenly you're talking about two hundred to one on a trifecta. That guy, I think, totally. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Well, the last race we're going to look at is uh, Jack Christopher in the Jerkins. Jack in the Jerkins. One in forty-four and two fifth seconds. It is Conacher, and here's Jack Christopher now to move right alongside. Running son of a gun is down at the rail and in third. Gunnight is next in fourth as they come down for the furlong marker. And it is Jack Christopher who now gets away from the field. It is Jack Christopher in front. Gunnight moves into second. Running son of a gun down at the rail in third. It is Jack Christopher back to sprinting today. Back to winning today. The grade one H. Allen Jerkins Memorial. And he comes. Jack Christopher getting it done. Louie loves that horse. Uh, I'm going to start with Krusty. What do you think about Jack Christopher <laughs> in that race? Because um, Louie loves the horse. you got to start with me. I understand. Um, <laughs> you get the well, I, I will say he looked good. He looked really good. He's a sprinter, uh, or at least a miler, something like that. Uh, and I think Gun Knight was really kind of proved that he belongs in some kind of conversation. Not that he's – I don't think he's better than Jack Christopher. I think he was just – you know, he, he might close out something. Again, a gritty horse. I don't think that really benefits him in the sprint, but I think he can close out something. So, All right. So so what I'm getting from Trusty is he's he learned a lot of the horses that finished, you know, second, third, and fourth, uh, more so than even some of these winners. I mean, I, which is fair. I, I, I mean, no, I think there's a lot are, there to it. Look, we're talking about grade ones, and, and that's an important thing uh, to worry about. You know, so the, the fall meet, for example – um, I'm trying to find three and up going a mile over the dirt. So uh, it's a great three. I mean, a, a horse like Gunite could run in the Shaluki, for example, at Churchill Downs. That's the mm-hmm. one turn mile. That could be a really good spot for him. Um, I think any race where you're getting into that seven furlongs, a mile, one turn sort of setup for him sets up really well. I don't know if their connections want to run them in a grade three. Luckily, it's Churchill Downs, so it's $300,000. You can take home a $180,000 check, that kind of thing. So, you know, that might be a spot, you know, getting into November if they don't want to run him uh, before that. But, you know, even at, um, you know, the, I mean, cripes, there's so many races where, you know, he can be he can be in that are listed stakes that are like two seventy five dollars and 300000 at Churchill Downs. He wants to pick one of those out. You know what would be a really good spot for him is the ACAC, October 1st, Churchill Downs, one mile, uh, it's 300000 It is a grade three, but you could do that one. Then you could aim for the Shaluki later. I mean, do those back-to-back, run that mile, run that one uh, turn mile. So are you saying, would, like, I he should shy away from the Breeders' Cup sprint? I, I would not render that horse in the Breeders' Cup. No, no. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking now, looking, could that horse go two turns? If so, I mean, Aspuson, you know, Oklahoma Derby, that could be another goal some, some way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know what? Actually, he's three, isn't he? Gosh, I'm doing this wrong. You know, for three-year-olds, I mean, the the yeah, we don't want to run him on the turf here. Sorry, I'm looking at a Darren Rogers email. I think Asmussen's putting him in the sprint. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't, but would you? I mean, Trusty, do you think Jack Christopher's would he have beaten Jackie's Warrior on Saturday? No, Jack. Are you talking about Jack Christopher or Gunite? Jack Christopher. Okay. Beaten. How good was that performance? That's what I'm getting at. 
would he I'm have sorry. beaten Jackie's Warrior on Saturday? I was looking at Gun Knight. I was, well, I was just talking about Gun Knight. I understand. Yeah. What I'm getting at is he finished a length behind that horse. A length right. and a half, whatever. No, like, no how question. How good was that run? Because if he was better than Jackie's Warrior on Saturday, then yeah, you send you send both of those guys to the Breeders' Cup. I get it. But I, I don't I don't know that Jack Christopher was better than Jackie's Warrior. He was running against three runs. I think that's the point. I, and I would agree with that. Jack Christopher, too, to me, is also um, probably better off. I don't know. I mean, because Jack Christopher could go the sprint or the mile in the Breeders' Cup, but you don't think Jack Christopher goes in the Breeders' Cup at all? I don't think. No, well, I think he does. I think he goes in the sprint. He's not doing a two-turn mile. I, I, yeah. that's a, that would be a bad job by the connections. Okay. All right. But, uh, but a good uh, day of racing, man. That that day always – Traverse Day is always awesome. They do a good job. It's, it, it's really it, – Yes. It's, it's always really good. Yeah, Jacks of all miles. <laughs> I didn't. I thought you'd like my Jack and the Jerkins piece there, uh, Zach. I was a little upset that you didn't like that. You know, <laughs> I'm going with some masturbation humor. If you didn't catch that, um, but oh, you know, man. whatever. All right, hey, let's talk real quick. We're going to talk about our Green Sheets handicapping segment now. Uh, make sure you're going to GreenSheetRacing.com and getting your picks. And uh, let's see if Louie can do it two weeks in a row where he Ooh. gets his most likely winner, Man, his Delmar, favorite dude. he's against, and his sequel. Are you doing a pick four? You're doing the pick five on this one, right? I'm doing the pick five, baby. Doing, doing the pick, pick five, five. Delmar, absolutely. So we're going to give you four the four stakes races. We're going to talk yep. about those. There's the, the fifth race is an optional claimer that we're not going to talk about. So you have to go to greensheetracing.com and get that pick to get the whole sequence from Louie, which usually means you bet – $84 to win $96. And By the way, our guy Dennis, our guy Dennis, and I want to do this since Mike's making pig, the same man. joke for the 78th time. Um, is, <laughs> Trusty is, hasn't look, heard it before. Trusty's got his own picks, man. Go find Trusty as well. Our advice is always get as much information as you can. As you can, yep. Get to the, get, you know, get to the, uh, the PPs, look at them, get your own opinion, grab a green sheet, look at it, get, get Trusty stuff, you know, put it all together. Make your best, most informed decision. Spend the time. Don't just don't just cap on your phone. Don't do that. You know, be better um, with all the information that you can get. Dennis is a great resource for that. And uh, of course, uh, we're gonna we're gonna point you toward uh, the green shoes. Well. And that's what you, yeah. trust me. It's like they, they Venmo you five bucks and you send them picks. Is that what it is, basically? Basically, yeah, I do yeah. that a lot. Sometimes I do free. Some, I mean, it just depends. Uh, yeah. And, and I'll say this too. Sometimes you want to take the green sheet and then take mine and throw mine to the ground and use the green sheet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now no, it's, it's, it's always going to get multiple information. I mean, get all that yeah, information all you can and, and try to get the different perspectives. I will and, say, I will say, I play, I, I cap more of a class style. Dennis caps more of a value style. So if you could put those together in a ticket, actually, there's a lot of value there. So it. Mm-hmm just had value twice but there's a lot of we have differing opinions is what i should say and i i that's why i like dust uh, uh, dennis excuse me, dust. Like, why i like dennis because it is a, it's a different style than what i do mm-hmm. all right so uh, let's head out to del mar and talk about the uh, the four stakes races well there's actually five stakes races in the car we're only going to yeah. talk about four of them um and we're going to start with the grade two del mar mile now louis uh we we talk about the uh horse racing happy hour class system and uh, to me, this is not a great two, even though we have the last winner of the Pacific Classic and the last winner of the Del Mar Handicap, who, <laughs> after so they won both those races, have not done jack shit. Yeah. And uh, by the way, that's a that's a trend right now in the Pacific Classic. You win the Pacific Classic and then don't do anything afterwards. Huh. Uh, so four out of the five last, uh, the, uh, last Pacific Classic winners have never won a race after that. <laughs> 
How many weights of the breeding shed? Let, like, let's no, be fair. no. I mean, you're seeing like horses um, that wow. have. Ra- I mean, Master Security ran two more times, and that was it, but never won again. And that that was a okay. fewest amount of times after that. Um, so Max won the Cigar Mile the year before he won the uh, the Pacific Class. Got it. Okay, I'm I'm just trying to get my chronology in order there. Okay. So Got Tripoli it. has not won since. I mean, I, this is not a great two to me. This okay. is a that's fair. That's fine. This is a great three, probably. So what what do we think about this race? Is I mean, does Tripoli break that uh, streak and actually become get a win after the Pacific Classic? Who- Man, I, by the way, I am such a fan of Dennis's. I want Dennis to go first on these. I want people to hear Dennis uh, because I, this guy doesn't get airtime. I get airtime because of this silly podcast. Um, so let's have Dennis go first tonight. Uh, well, I will say this: uh, the sixth last time ran blistering fractions. Uh, just to yeah. start off, and if, if that horse runs that race, which I don't think that he will, uh, Goliad, uh, good luck to everybody else in the field. I just want to point that out first and foremost. Totally right. Uh, uh, the nine, I mean, I just don't like the nine. I don't know what they even know what to do with this horse. What I mean by that is the horse was on turf, then he's on dirt, then he's back on turf, then he's yep. back on dirt, and then he, you don't know. You don't know. So I, I don't think that that horse is very good. I think the horse actually might want to retire sometime soon. And lastly, I'll talk about the five who I would consider probably my top pick in the race, Hong Kong Harry. I consider this horse undefeated. Why? If you looked at the comment lines, pinball check early, last time out, finished second, still ran a good race, could have pulled up. Uh, and then uh, every other race in that was a win and stalking off the pace, you know, not crazy too far behind but not you know on the lead so i think that that horse is probably going to be the horse that is the one to watch out for in this uh delmar uh delmar mile man i i think you're totally right plus he picks he picks up flavian right and and that's a to me a big positive we watched earlier this year dennis that remember when i went out and rode for a day and he picked off both grade ones and, and did all that mm-hmm. i expect flavian to do a little bit of that this weekend and so um, I, I think he's getting a, a jockey upgrade from Ramon Vasquez. Uh, last time he rode the horse was in an optional claimer over a mile and an eighth and a buck 48. Really impressive time. First time in North America. Um, and so it makes sense that he would be the favorite here. The only horse I think that you didn't mention is, is the three Iridao, the, the Argentine bred one last time out. Has back-to-back 92-95 buyer speed figures. Did win in a, in a restricted stakes um, at Del Mar over this course, right? And I always look at that. It was a little bit slower. Um, that horse uh, did get the lead um, very, very late in the race, which is interesting because usually the horse is a front runner. I like it when horses can do multiple things. He seems to be one of those horses. One win and four runs, though, this year. I do like his form at Del Mar, so that's kind of where I'm going with that. You mentioned uh, the horse for course earlier uh, at Saratoga with Gufo. I kind of feel that way about him here. I'm going to include Tripoli in my ticket because – it feels like the kind of horse that's going to go off at 12 or 13 to one. And if it's the one day that the bleeping thing actually works out, um, I'm going to feel stupid if I leave them off. And so I'm actually using, I'm using five horses here in the pick five. So there you go. Hong Kong Harry lost a masterpiece who we'll also see later on in that, uh, in the handicap. So, yep. um, all right. The, the next race that we're going to talk about, cause we're going to skip the optional claim race and go straight to the Del Mar Derby at grade two, by the way, random, or not random reason to buy the form. My, I'm against the favorite in that race. And I'll tell you why. Uh, in race eight racing.com. Yes. All right. So there you go. That's the favorite you're against is in race eight. So uh, make sure you get that form. Uh, 
Grace, so a mile and an eighth uh, for the Caesar Sportsbook Del Mar Derby. This is a great two turf course. Uh, they use that kind of funky shoot uh, going through the cuts through the infield. Two and uh, a half turn, yeah, <laughs> yeah, two and a half turn, right? Um, who do we like in this race? Do you want uh, trusty go first? Man, no, well, get trusty in here. Well, let's go. Well, I guess well, <laughs> I guess since I'm starting out again, um, I kind of like the one a little bit on the rail. I think the horse is going to get a nice setup. Honestly, I'm, I'm I'm more of a negative person. I like being honest. This is I don't really love this field because I don't I'm really. Yeah, I think everybody looks the same. Besides the two, I think the two is just done. Trying to, I mean, trying to for the first time. It's a dirt horse. I don't really like that horse. Every we lost Trusty there, maybe temporarily. So. Uh, he he's freezing on us, but uh, Lou, you want to oh, want to feel I'm with here. Oh, here he's back. Okay. Uh, sorry. Um, I just was saying that I think everybody looks the same besides the two and the four. Every, you can talk me on to anybody in this race, and I know this is a handicapping show, but take them all. <laughs> all right. No, it's he's fair. punching it's all. I'm punching all of the odd horses in this race. One, three, five, seven, nine. So I'm gonna have some coverage here. Um, I'm with you, man. It's it's a bit of like. Okay, well, he did that, but this other horse has done that. So, like, for example, the three Warrens seed, three straight wins. Dennis, I'm sure you like a horse that just wins, right? You know, a horse that wants to be out front, stay out front, that kind of thing. Overtake horses, you get Mike Smith has hit the board all five runs this year. Um, you get Dandy Warhol. Again, I think there's a chance Flavian Pratt goes out there and just has a day. Horses run twice in North America. First time running, doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't run too well. Um, comes back. Uh, wins a Dundalk for um, the maiden race. They bring him over stateside, runs in an optional claimer last time out at Del Mar over this course um, and wins uh, charging at the end. So if there is a pace battle up front, that could be your winner here. McKinnon is a, is a really interesting horse. And this is a Doug O'Neill special. Good luck figuring out what his plan was with this horse. Horse went up and ran in the El Camino Real Derby with the, with the hope of being on the triple crown trail was the favorite in that race. Big time black adder jumps up and wins that race. Um, on the synthetic there, uh, do, they decide not to run the horse in any of the uh, the races out east. Comes back and then uh, runs a very disappointing fourth in the ocean side. But that horse is really talented, was really good before those two races. They gave him a little bit of time off. He's frankly second off the layoff here. That's actually a really good angle with Doug O'Neill. And then Balnikoff, the nine, gets Umberto. You have to trust Umberto on the turf in Southern California. Teams up with Phil D'Amato. They're hitting at 29% at Del Mar right now. So I'm all the odds here uh in in the Derby, excuse me. And so one three five seven nine. I don't all think right. I've ever said that on this show. How about that? We're uh, we're coming up on our third year three year anniversary and I've never said that before. So there you go. You're you're unbelievable. That's just un, you know, I'm just so impressed. All right. So um we're gonna move on to Hang on, the mile. Time out, time out, time out. <laughs> you doing okay? Like your daughter going to college, no, I'm, like I'm actually you? Like, I'm not okay? doing okay, honestly. If you want to <laughs> <laughs> my wife's at Disney. I got three kids right behind me by myself. Yeah. And you're the one who's like, yeah, okay. All right. Mile and a quarter uh, <laughs> is the Pacific Classic, the TVG right. Pacific Classic. Like uh, like I said, there's been some impressive winners of this race, but they've just never gone on to do anything outside of that after they've won this race. Um, last Philly to win this race, by the way. Oh. I don't know the answer to this. Is it Beholder? Is it is Beholder. Oh, attaboy. Yeah, See, that's why you have showing it off. Oh, I love Let's it. Go. Now we got a horses here. We're obviously 
We got the lightly raced flight line that everyone swears is the best horse in training going two turns for the first time against three horses that go against each other all the time. And not really, just really going four. two turns for the first time, going the classic distance for the first time. Right, and going the classic distance for the first time against four really good horses. Royal Ship looked great last time out, but has never won back-to-back races. Country Grammar is – well, Country Grammar, he's, he's, he's a great horse. And, uh, you know, we got Express Train Stiletto Boy. Royal. So, you know, what happens here? Trusty, is, if Tr- we're going to see flight line, just why don't we dominate? do our normal thing where we go to the big race and we and we decide if they're a contender or not a contender? All right, we'll we start with extra hope. Battles. Then is extra hope a contender or a pretender? Uh, yeah, I don't want that horse today. Okay, that's a, that's a pretender. I, I'll agree, pretender. Yes, country grammar contender. Yeah, big time. Yes, big, I loved his effort last time. He just needed an extra furlong, and he's getting it here. Yes. I loved Royal Ship and San Diego Handicap, but I'm going to say he's a pretender in this race. Ooh. I'm going to go down with Titanic. I mean, the Royal Ship. I'm taking no. That actually is the horse I like, but I know we'll get to that in a second. But I no, actually, no, no. Now is the time. Do it. Oh, now, now is the time. Okay. Do it. So, yeah, I'm going with the ship. I'm going with – I'm going <laughs> to be drowning. So, that's your, that's your guy. No, right. but here's here's the deal. Here's the deal, and I want to point this out. Again, Dennis is a value handicapper. He sees this horse at eight to one. He sees the PPs. He sees this horse having done well over two turns at Del Mar, right? And and recently, frankly, with a one hundred two buyer, he sees this. He sees Mike Smith, and and this is where Dennis is 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 unique in his handicapping, and I appreciate it. Horse is working well right now, by the way. Um, all everything adds up that this horse is going to run a good race. You just have to believe on this day that he's going to be better than the other horses in this race. I would take Country Grammar ahead of Royal Ship if we're doing that right now. Um, I love Country Grammar. After his last run, uh, I said to Mike, man, he might be a single in the Pacific Classic, and then they mentioned that flight line was coming. So, uh, And I, I, <laughs> I agree with what Louie just said. I loved Royal Ship in the handicap. I, That's true. I uh, do not, you know, like I said, he's never won back-to-back races, and he's never won at a mile and a quarter. He's, you know, he's more on the mile and the 16th kind of mile and an eighth. Actually, mile and sixteenth, a mile, uh, and a mile and eighth. Those are his wins. So that's that's kind of why I'm against him uh, on on here. But I, I can't fault you for like I said, he has looked really good lately. So, but I, I would lean on Country Grammar. All right, Express Train, contender or pretender? Ah, uh, I mean it's a fifty-fifty. <laughs> I mean the horse runs good, but I would say pretender against this field. I think contender. He's three for five lifetime at Del Mar. Triple buyer speed figures last three times out if you care about those. Um, But uh, two losses in that time. He's been the favorite the last three times he's run. He's the lost to Stiletto Boy turns me off a bit. That's the problem. And by open likes, frankly. And so uh, I I, I think he's a kid. Never mind. Pretender. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm torn on this one, though, too, Louie, because the speed figures are really good. Yep. He he he's won at a mile and a quarter before. He's three for five at Del Mar. I I'm I'm gonna go contender. And it's Victor on this Espinosa. One. Yeah, man. I mean like yeah, twenty yeah. percent with John Sheriff. No, all of if you want, look, this is the race. You're gonna have to make a decision in the sequence. Do you use flight line? Do you go against? That's the decision in this sequence. If you're if you're Dennis, you're gonna go against. And I get it. I I, I understand the gambling aspect of taking the horses that are going to have longer odds in the spot. Uh, Express train though, to me, if you're going to go against has to be an inquiry. Okay. So I'm going to say contender on, I'll go contender on express train. And then we're at flight line. Obviously. I mean, no, hang on. 
Don't say obvious. Okay. <laughs> Dennis is here. Don't say obvious. Right. <laughs> I, I, I'll say Flightline is a very good horse. I, I He's unproven, though. And it's kind of like, right. it, look, if you really like Flightline, just stay out of this race, in my opinion. If you like him as a horse, stay out of the race because this will tell you everything you need to know. Because as a betting perspective, you have no reason to be betting him at one to five in this spot. Um, but bet him, bet him to show is what you do. <laughs> yeah, betting to show. Bet yeah, actually, show. yeah, that would actually be a good time to bet the show. Yeah, uh, but I just I, I think he seriously is a contender. But then there's that part of me that's saying he's never done it before, and obviously, sure. and he's in good company. Yeah, and he's facing good company. That's what makes it tougher is he's facing good company. So I'll say contender, but obviously. But do you think he's you vulnerable, a vulnerable contender? Yeah. Yeah. You're not betting him to win at you know one to five. Dennis is the sure. reason, by the yeah. way, I put on our on our Twitter feed the, the poll. Are you okay with Flightline at one to five? Eighty percent of people were okay with it, twenty percent were not. Dennis is in that second camp, right? No yeah. way one to five is okay. I'm actually in the second camp. I don't think one to five is okay. Um yeah. I, honestly, if you can get country grammar at four to one. That makes this race playable to me because I think he's the best of the two-turn proven horses in this race. He thinks it's Royal Ship. That's way better value than what I've been talking about. Um, I think Flightline is going to show up in a serious way. I trust Fabian Pratt to slow him down and not run 22 and, and 45 <laughs> over the first turn and try to figure it out. I think he's – look, tap it on top, Indian Charlie on bottom. I really trust him to be, to be, to be built for this. Um, I don't love that he runs every – uh, three years or whatever his uh you know <laughs> it <laughs> is ridiculous right <laughs> this <laughs> is the second race in 2022 <laughs> but um but all of those things said i think he's the class of the race for sure well we're gonna find out which race he's gonna go to in the breeders cup after this oh no yeah. doubt about it that's oh yeah I mean, that's that's, right. that's no the whole point here is he gonna go to the classic or is he going the mile and it's gonna come down to or uh and or the sprint frankly or the sprint on all three I, are live yeah yeah i agree yeah so uh i'm i'm contender in this race i mean there's there are horse racing people. If he who, fails, if he fails on Saturday, he makes the sprint a lot less interesting at the Breeders' Cup, frankly. Yeah, we talked about we talked about two classes being more interesting with the distaff and with the turf. He could make it a lot less interesting if he runs really <laughs> if he runs really poorly on Saturday. Honestly, if he runs so bad that he does run in a uh, sprint, I wouldn't even mind seeing Jackie's Warrior or Jack Christopher go up to the mile and just say, "Yeah, uh, I can't beat him." I'm with you, man. Okay, all right, get yeah. you. All right. All right, Stiletto Boy, I'm going to go Pretender, 0 for 3 at Del Mar, and 0 for 3 at the distance. Um, does have that one recent win over Express Train um, uh, at Santa Anita, uh, but I'm going to go Pretender on Stiletto Boy. I think that was just his one-time shot right there. Yeah. I need Stiletto Boy to be a contender for the first half of the race and then <laughs> for the last half. Love it. <laughs> uh, that's probably right. That's right. He's going to be the one that would push Flightline on the front. Uh, I am also contender on uh, Stiletto Boy. I guess if some, for some odd reason they got a whole bunch of rain at Del Mar, I guess that would make him a, <laughs> potentially a contender. Rain in San Diego. Rain, rain in San Diego. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> All right. We're going to go back to the turf. Mile and three-eighths. Uh, so the, just to recap on that one, uh, who's your, your absolute pick in the handicap? Or not in the handicap, but in the uh, in the Pacific Classic. Go ahead, Louis. Uh, Flightline. Flightline. Flight, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trusting the form. I'm trusting the breeding. I think Flightline wins. Okay. Trusty, do you want to? Uh, 
Sorry, I had something happen. What what happened? <laughs> who is your who is your pick in the Pacific Classic? Are you well, gonna go country grammar? I mean, I yeah, uh, I'm ship. going world ship. I'm going world ship, but uh, I also say too with country grammar percentage wise, he's got 25 percent chance at four to one technically, and for that, I mean that's a good chance. So I don't hate either one of them two horses. I, okay. I was gonna say if you're going against Blightline, the two and the three of the horses to use. I, I agree with that. All right, let's uh, move on to the Del Mar handicap. It is a mile and three eighths on the turf, and um, you know we get a we get a, a son of of, of Gradar here. Which uh, I mean, look, me folks, happy. look. I mean, if you want a single in this sequence, his name is Greg Dar. <laughs> He's a son of Gradar, um, a favorite on this show, bred for four thousand dollars. <laughs> Obviously, your winner in a grade two. Um, trusty, I hope you understand that. That's a very um, very loud joke that we have on the show. Go ahead, yes. give us your. Hey, he is two for two at Del Mar, though. You know, so. I like him, dude. Now he's a good horse. All right, so who, who's our who's our pick in this race? Uh, I guess starting off with me, I would say probably the ten. I like the ten. Nice. I, I, well, it goes back to the Hong Kong Harry thing. If Hong Kong Harry wins, and I I like the horse even more. If that horse loses, well then. You know, I, I kind of don't like him as much, obviously. Uh, and then the horse that beat Hong Kong Harry in uh, the 10 as well, Master uh, Foxhounds. Master. Yeah, it's yeah. a masterpiece, right? So masterpiece, I yeah. I don't hate that horse either. I just think that was kind of fluky last time out at 16 to okay. 1. But, uh, yeah, I think I think the race goes through the Eddie Reed. Okay. So those two horses, essentially 10 and 9 for you? Yeah. Okay. Man, this is where I'm going to get daring on this. I'm going to single Masterpiece in the last. Okay. Um, I don't think it was a fluke at all. I think I love Abel Cedillo. Um, you get, uh, you know, second off that layoff 21% with Mike McCarthy. And uh, when they when they last start, it's 15%. Um, so I'm going to lean on that horse. That's my value play of the day, frankly, is to single in this last race because um, generally speaking, a mile and three aces is kind of a strange a strange bird itself. He's finished second one time at 97, uh, speed figure. He's a win and a second at Del Mar. Seems to like the course. Finished second um, in this race last year, yeah? Am I remembering that correctly? Del Mar Handicap, yeah, he ran second last year behind Astronaut, who's a significantly better horse than anyone in this field. So to me, Masterpiece is your is your finisher here so i'm going single single to end the sequence here okay so um at the same time even though it's not on the show sheet we have two other breeders go challenge races going on at saratoga one is also for the classic that has olympiad in it um do you see anybody threatening olympiad in that race because i don't oh okay yeah i'm kind of figuring that i I think he is really good. I saw him live at church. Both of you did yep. as well. Yeah. And that was pretty impressive. And again, these horses can't be 100% every time. So I'm with you. And it was against Life is Good. I think this is actually one of the real tests that he needs to pass in order to say he's truly a contender. And um, yeah, I really don't think that there's anybody else in the race. No, I mean, Dynamic American Revolution, really maybe. Nice Dynamic, yeah. I don't like American Revolution. I think he's. Uh, uh, I think that cigar mile puts people into a class that they're not. It's a one-turn mile. 
I think dynamic one is the horse here. That's that if someone's going to catch him, it's going to be him. It is a, you know, at a mile and a quarter at Belmont, that's one turn, but he wins at Churchill downs in the blame over two turns. I think if anyone's going to catch him, it would be dynamic one, the eight in that race. And so I went, um, pretty straightforward for me. I went Olympia at the two and then the eight, uh, dynamic one on top. Uh, I had to do that for the ABR uh, picks this weekend. Okay. Did you also have to do the fireball? I did not have to do the fireball. Okay. Um, the Fireball is the other one that's uh, that's yeah, for great the, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another British Cup Challenge race. Uh, Capital Structure, Flanagan's Cove, Virginia Joy, War Like Goddess, uh, Costana, Temple City Terror, and the Marvelous Mod. Um, this is a loaded field. This yeah. is a, a legit grade two. Yes, absolutely. If not, yeah. if not a grade two plus. I mean, it's a yeah, really it is. Good field. It yeah. should be. I mean, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I will say too. I guess I'll tip myself on this. Uh, believe it or not, I was on Warlike Goddess. I said this is probably one of the best top ten horses I've ever seen back in uh, October at Churchill when she won with uh, October, meaning like twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when uh, Graham was riding her, and I was like, oh my god, she is huge. And then she turned out to be really good, and I was like, oh, so I was right about one finally. <laughs> uh, but no, so I got a love for that horse, so I guess that's the one I got to pick, right? Well, I mean, I mean she's going to be even, two to five in this race is what her morning line is. Uh, going singular. back to – what's that? Singular. Singular. All right. I love it. I mean, the odds say yes on that. I can't believe it. De Dennis and I agree. There you go. All right. Go at it. If anyone picks it off, it's Virginia Joy just because you got Irad and he's going to – there are no rules in New York for him. Um, he can do whatever the hell he wants, and so, um, uh, so that would be the other horse. He can just knock, you know, knock people over. You know, uh, oh, he ran into the rail. We don't care. Uh, you know, whatever. So yeah, if anything happens, there it would be Virginia Joy. But last time out, um, she finished third behind Warlike Goddess and Temple City Terror was in this race. Temple City Terror is an underrated horse, man. She's really great, and, yeah. and um, you know, six year old, she's still running five wins, twenty six times running but she's hit the board 15 times in 26 runs um is she's just a gamer um expect her with Lu, uh with louis size to be part of the i don't know probably the trifecta i would guess um and so but i'm with i'm with dennis on this one warlike goddess is the class of this race for sure um louis what are your kids doing right now since they're home alone and you're outside smoking cigars and talking on they're, a podcast they're watching a movie on netflix since i had to not let them watch youtube anymore because i learned the horrible truths about youtube with children so thank you <laughs> <laughs> i kids had get to teach you something they did i um they were watching videos about peppa pig dennis do you know what peppa pig is very little eh. okay that's good I'm, your, your life is better for it so um the they're popped up a video where the pigs were murdered <laughs> in the video. <laughs> and I had to deal with, I had to deal with kids who couldn't fall asleep and nightmares for a week because of some bleeping YouTube video about murdering Peppa Pig's family and making <laughs> bacon. So that's my life. This is the modern digital life. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Don't watch podcasts. Don't do any of these things. It's terrible. Run away. <laughs> But do go to greensheetracing.com and get your green sheet. Um, and, uh, you can buy a lot of bacon with uh, green sheet racing. That's right. And you get your trusty picks also. Uh, 
Make sure you're looking at Dennis underscore trusty on Twitter and then 100%. just send him, send him a Venmo and then he'll send you some picks. That's, that's all you got to do. Look, I honestly, you know, there are, and Dennis and I have talked about this. It is very hard to be in horse racing with a last name like Rabo or a last name like trusty or a last name like Gandolfo. <laughs> We're doing it. We're out there. And, and it's, it is, it is cool that Dennis is involved in the, the zeitgeist of horse racing that he's involved in the conversation, the national conversation. Um, Dennis gave me a really, a really cool compliment earlier today. And, and I won't share that publicly, but like it is, it is hard to break into the sport if your dad's not a trainer, if you're whatever, you know, and so it, it's fun to be on with the three of us doing this thing because we just love the sport. Uh, you know, we, we, the gambling part, the horse part, the, the whatever. Um, and so, you know, go check him out, Dennis underscore trusty on Twitter and, and go get his picks. Because like I said, get all of the information you can get all of it because he thinks differently. He caps differently than I do. And, and, and that's a that's a cool opportunity. And so uh, keep it up, man. You're doing a great job. Thank Love you. It. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right, By the way, so- if you're ever at Churchill Downs um, and you're around me, Dennis will eventually find me. It's amazing. Like I feel like <laughs> every, time I, yeah. every time I'm on the track, I just get a little, little, little tap on the shoulder and it's Dennis Trusty. He's just there. So <laughs> There it is. Love it. So, Dennis, I want people to know because, you know, when we get to the end of the show, we always have these conversations for the people that, that stick it out. Your family is Churchill Downs, right? Uh, was, but yes, I would say, yeah, because my dad worked bad side. My yep. mom works security. I work security. We, well, me and my mom didn't. We're out of that now. But uh, um, so yeah, I would say we are basically Churchill Downs. I mean, through yeah. and through. You know, my dad's worked backside since he was fifteen. He's in his sixties. So amazing. I mean, it's definitely true and true. And again, like you said, not a trainer, not no hot walker. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I get you nowhere. Uh, but. Um, no, it's really, it's really cool. And even to seeing all these great horses, even the ones that my dad worked with that shipped elsewhere and won a stakes race at Pimlico on this weekend. And mm. well, we won the Woodbine Oaks too, with the horse that he's worked with. Nice. So, uh, it's really cool. But then the very next day you got to get up and go at it and keep hustling. And that's kind of what horse racing is about is just got to, no matter what happens, you got to keep grinding, keep going, keep pushing. And I mean, Dennis's family is, is that part of horse racing that you don't see on TV. You don't see when the races are going off, but it's so integral to what we get to enjoy and, and all those things. And I mean, if you need a, if you need a key at Churchill Downs, that's, that's Dennis trusty. I mean, like if you need to get it into was. the room. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, it was. What are you doing now, buddy? Uh, nothing right now, but yeah. <laughs> no, it used to be. That used to, that's why, hey, listen, that's why we had to keep a watch on uh, Louie over here. <laughs> <laughs> he knew where, security knew where Louie was at all times. So I like that. Yeah, all the time, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's, uh, let's pay the tab. Let's get out of here, guys. Thanks a lot for a great show. Uh, and we'll see you next time on the Horse Asian Happy Hour. 